On this episode of the Legacy Podcast, me and my great friend Zach Sharp sit down on his podcast to talk about life post-Orient and how we've both advanced in the past year. I hope you enjoy. Also, if you're interested in checking out some of the great content Zach has, you can check out his podcast. It's titled Podcast for the People on all major listening platforms. P.S. Advanced apology for the audio quality. My internet connection was really bad post-Orient. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I Honestly, I think some of the sound might have cut out there, but we'll worry about that down the line. But- uh, with reference to the cut now, that might happen a lot now because our Wi-Fi system in this area has been really off since the hurricane, bro. No worries. No, no worries. No worries. Yeah, bro. I was. I was. That's one of the things I was actually going to ask you about. Um, let me just take a moment to introduce you. I got my man Creighton Moxie back on the podcast. Um, one of the OG podcast guests we've had on here. So always good to have Creighton Moxie back on, representing the Bahamas and letting everybody know. Creighton, let everybody know what's good. Tell them hello. Hey, bro. What's up, everyone? What's up? So Dorian, bro, that's that was crazy, bro. Because literally right before Dorian, I invested a good amount of money and redesigned our office. Uh, and it's like the storm came right through and just just flooded it out. So right now, I've actually been because we're changing our business location and relocating to another facility because the landlord who owned the building we were renting out of, mm-hmm. they don't want to repair, it. and they don't want to repair, it and we have to conduct business. So we're actually moving right now. So I'm gonna up a lot. We actually just got power, our power transfer to the building, the supplies and stuff. We have been in contact with the carpenters, architects, all the people who need who we need to do various work. So, and also like you know, determining how the business model is gonna flow in the new building. Yeah, nah, that's good. I mean, I, I hate to, I hate to hear that. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I hate to hear natural disasters happen anywhere, but. When I heard that, I was like, dang, bro, I know Creighton, that, that really sucks. I'm, I'm sure that's doing a number on the, just the overall infrastructure of everything that, that they're trying to push for. Hey, in the bro. Infrastructure, like, okay, we've had hurricanes, right? Humans, they're used to, to bearing all of the wrath of a hurricane, right? We usually get, like, say, like, every couple of years, a category three, category four, rare occasions, right? But mm-hmm. this one was different, bro, because... This is a storm we've never seen. It's, it literally moves zero miles per hour over this island side. Like, it got on top of the island and stopped moving. Yeah, it stayed and, there, right? It, like, sat there. Exactly, bro. And because of that combined with, with, with the king tide during the period, the water levels were crazy, bro, and it pushed a lot of water on land. Like, literally, our house, we have a lot of people who just had their homes devastated on the island, bro. Like, completely destroyed. Two-story homes, people hiding in the attic, water coming up there. Like, a, a lot of people lost their lives, bro, and they're not sharing that type of information, but a lot of people lost their lives, bro. And we live in an area where, when we, when I say we, we, I mean my family, we live in an area where we usually don't see that much water during a hurricane, bro. Like, it's pretty much dry around the area. And we actually had to come into the house. It didn't get, it didn't get above, uh, above like, the, the sockets, like mm-hmm. the power socket, but it was still in there. And, you, like, you could see the effect of that. So... I, I, I don't complain about that because I realize like a lot of people literally lost their houses. I have people right down the road from me who had to get their homes gutted out but because of different uh like the land being a different height just in the same area. Like it's crazy, bro. Mm. It's crazy. But Dorian literally it, it destroyed so much infrastructure. A lot of the major businesses that were set up in the area island called Queen's Highway flooded out. A lot of people are still trying to recover. A lot of businesses are operating with power. A lot of people just want to take money and, and 
leave because they, they're like, why would I reinvest in something like that? But yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's been a challenge right now. And right now, we're still dealing with a lot of salty water. So we, a lot of people, like, the water's safe enough to bathe with, but you can't cook with it. But right now, you have to use, like, bottled waters if you want to cook food, bro. Oh wow! Like, you think you see how you could just like, take your like your cleaning You say you could just wash it off or sip. Yeah. You're cooking something. You could just go to the top and turn on the water, and the water's cool, right? Yeah. And we literally have to have bottled water, bro, like to do all those things because the water's not safe to to, to consume. Oh, brushing wow. your, imagine brushing your, you pull out a toothbrush and you gotta wet your toothbrush with bottled water, bro. That means you just got up cases of bottled water on standby. Um. I like 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 we're doing it, like we're able to do it right now, right? But even our supplies running looks, I can't imagine a lot of people who don't have pretty much any resources. So that's a that's a tough struggle. Uh there's power restored to certain parts of the island, but certain parts of the island like towards the east were just so devastated that pretty much no one's out there right now. So And what island you're on, uh are you you're on Grand Bahama? Grand Bahama Island. So Dorian would have hit Grand Bahama Island and devastated Abaco as well. So Abaco is an island more towards the east of Grand Bahama Island. That was the first island hit. And over there, they would have suffered even even more losses in terms of people. And then, like, uh, in Marshall, but the infrastructure over there would have been pretty much completely destroyed also. But uh, on our island, my island of Grand Bahama, yeah, we would have seen a lot of damages in the east. The major city of Freeport would have been damaged too, and then the west would have been spared this time. The west is usually the part of the island that's always devastated by hurricanes, but they would have been more spared. But they still would have had a lot of uh, devastation, and the people there were, were suffering before the hurricane, so they still would have needed relief also. So that's the thing I look at with, with our island. We would have had a suffering economy prior to the hurricane, where people were, were you know, really going through hard financial times, yeah. and the hurricane came right there and just, just added on to it. That's crazy. So, so, for example, right, after the hurricane, you would have, of course, no power, no water, anything like that, right? Um, you know the type of business I'm in, I'm involved in marketing. I got to be able to utilize the landscape to, to be able to deliver work for my clients. So Yeah, you need I the internet. Like, that's a big thing. Exactly, bro. So, in the midst of having all these struggles, right, bills and stuff still exist in some form. You still got to have money to survive, things like that. So, you got to be figuring out how you can make money. That's where my mindset is. It's trying to figure out how to help my neighbors, how to do stuff like this, how to help very people. Because right after the storm, pretty much, that was the most unity I've seen in our community in forever, bro. Like, all my neighbors were coming together. They were helping each other. Everyone was cleaning up each other's houses. Like, some of my neighbors, like, down the road, my close friends, like, we had to go there and pull all the furniture out of the house because water was in the house. Like, that's just, just devastation. But the thing that really took from it was that, bro, when we go through something, we, we, we decide to become united, but why can't we be united on a regular basis, bro? This is true. Yeah, this is true. Why does it take disaster striking for us to to come to together and realize that we, we have, we work better together than apart? Exactly. So that was, that was the main thing I took from it. And then also, too, I'm a, I try to stay optimistic. I realized that, I forgot that I heard this, but like the Chinese character for, for like, uh, for like disaster, it has a part of it relates to chaos, and then part of it relates to opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I look at it in the middle of this disaster, a lot of people may be fleeing just randomly, and that's what happened. A lot of people just went to the U.S. and stuff because they were panicking and stuff like that. But I also look at it and say, if everyone's doing this, if that person used to do, for example, if this person used to do a marketing job on that, and they're fleeing the country right now because of 
the state it's in. That means that that opportunity is open now, and I can tap into that if I just am I'm brave enough to stick it out and think more long term. So in the midst of the hurricane, there's a lot of opportunity too afterwards. So we have a lot of construction jobs and stuff going right now, but it's just how are people, you know, who who make money off of those stuff reinvest back in the community. That's that's the real. That's going to be a real common factor. So the hurricane completely destroyed our airport too. So. We have like makeshift airport facilities. We just got international flights, I think, late last month. We would have just got international flights back in the country, all those stuff. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, personally, after, right after the hurricane, when I, when, like I said, I would have been over here for probably two weeks, and then I would have went to one of my connect would have hooked me up to come to Roma. So I lived in Roma for a month after the hurricane so I could be able to do my work and stuff like that to generate some revenue. But then when I returned from Exoma, I would have been helping my mother with relief efforts on the island. So my mother has a non-profit organization called Seven Hundred Partners. The Wait, you said it had before you when you returned, you would have been what? I'm sorry. Oh, when I when I returned, I would have been helping my mother with the relief efforts. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So she has a non-profit organization called Seven Hundred Partners. You can check it out on sevenhundredpartners.org. For sure. Uh, she she uh. She, she created a non-profit. It was supposed to be the non-profit wing of Immerse Bahamas, and it's called Seven because it focuses on the, bah- the Bahamas and the islands of the Bahamas. We have 700 islands in about over 2,000 keys. Okay, oh, wow. Yeah, so it, with, with that, I was helping out with a lot of relief effort stuff, and people think bringing relief is just like an easy thing, bro. It's a lot of work. In a lot of cases, you end up spending money, too. So uh, recently, we would have went down to... The part of the island where I found these from, that's a more impoverished area called Marok or Wet Race, is in the West Grand Bahama community. Mm-hmm. And we donated two, well, we would have someone, some of our connections in the States donate supplies, and we would have been able to get about two 40 foot, contra- 40 foot trailers of supplies and various things to give out in the community. And aside from that, prior to that, we would have been going door to door and delivering supplies to a lot of people because the crazy thing is, right, we might have had a lot of in- donations but a lot of those got held up in warehouses and even when they made it to places like the Red Cross and stuff like that people the people in those communities still weren't getting the stuff you have a lot of elderly people who, who don't have transportation to get to the facilities to be able to get these stuff and then you have a lot of people who, who, who don't know and then you have a lot of people who are holding on to the supplies like it's, it's their own but it's actually supposed to be for the community so a lot of confusion like that bro yeah, see, that's cr- And the thing where you were saying, like, uh, there are way more casualties, like, way more people who were killed from this than they're actually releasing. Definitely. Definitely, Zach. They have people listed as missing, bro. They said, I don't know what the count is on my island right now. The last time I checked, they said it was, it was like, nine deaths. Bro, that's impossible. <laughs> I know people who went right, like, a little bit down the road from me, caught this area called Over the Bridge. And I know people who went up there right after the storm, before the cleaned up and stuff like that. Or, I mean, they haven't cleaned up a lot of stuff, but move bodies and stuff like that that they saw bodies like floating and things bro so that's that's crazy i know people who've lost like a lot of their family members so i don't understand how the count could still be at nine i don't know what they're trying to conceal and an article like aside from the undocumented people that live there because they we have a lot of uh like haitian community of undocumented who do a lot of work in uh in terms of like they take on a lot of, I guess, lower class jobs in the community. Yeah. And they do a lot of stuff, but a lot of them are undocumented. They live in these things called shanty towns. Mm-hmm. So they weren't protected during the storm. Because, you know, the infrastructure of a shanty town is what we call in the bomb is a clock for it out. It rounds with plywood on each side, and it's, you know, it's not that strong. Yeah. Then the majority of houses over here are made of concrete. 
and they have, and the Berlin code is like really good, bro. So hooks are made really strong, but a lot of the hooks that are made really strong weren't strong enough for Dorian once that water came, bro. Like like I was traveling with my friend that day, bro. We were in the area on land. You got boats in the middle of the road, like it's it's crazy, bro. No, I think I I think um I can remember you talking about that, like just sending us text messages of like you having to help your buddy, like going and getting with a boat and everything. And like having to help your friends, and it's just like that is. I don't know, man. I, I don't think. I mean, and it's like, I'm sure you guys, like you said, you guys didn't expect it to be that big. You didn't expect it to be that devastating. You did definitely didn't expect it. I'm guessing to sit over top of your island. Not at all. We get hurricanes, but we're so used to hurricanes that, you know, we're kind of mentally prepared for it. But we've never seen anything like this, bro. It's so crazy. It was one, and, and when you talk about the with, with the rescue stuff, I had a cousin who got out of a jet ski to try to save someone, bro. Like, but when you talk about the rescue efforts and and, and and stuff like that, it's 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 crazy to think about the storm because it was a point where we were still in the category three, but me and my cousin were riding around because we came back by our house, that our house when we saw the water coming mm-hmm. to go to a safer location. We came back by our house to check on the house, and it was still in category three. That could just show you the mental toll the storm out of us. I felt like we were in the walking dead after that time. We literally, bro, you know how you see people walking around scavenging for supplies? Yeah. My friend went to find up his car after the storm, right? Or trying to get gas in his car to give to my next friend. He went to, to pull the gas out. No gas in the car, bro. Someone already siphoned it up. Like, it was like the walking dead, bro. Gas station by my house, you had to be on the line for like two hours just to get gas in your car, bro. Jesus. Everybody knew what was coming. Ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous, bro. And and this is this is a storm that didn't spare anyone whether they were rich or poor, bro. Because oh, a lot no, of the no, that's people, the thing about nature, bro. Nature doesn't care. It doesn't care, bro. A lot of the richer people in our community actually live in this area called Over the Bridge, and their homes were completely flooded and devastated and stuff like that, bro. It hurt everyone. And then if you see, they're suffering, and then they're supposed to be the business people. I mean, businesses are suffering. Like this is all around, bro. Yeah, no, like, I can only imagine how this hurts the economy as a whole. Like you said, I mean, I think it, even even so much so as like them not wanting to release the numbers of casualties and like the devastation that's going on because I'm sure that has something to do with tourism. Exactly, like, exactly. people out. Exactly. But that's kind of like why I wanted to have you on. And I just want to put this out there. Our tourism product is still there, so people shouldn't completely blame the bombers. There's still places to come in Grand Baba. Or the two islands that were affected. Yeah. But let me put this out there too. It's way more islands in the Bahamas. It's so many islands in the Bahamas, bro. I just said 700 islands and 2,000 keys. If people think they can't come to the whole Bahamas because of a hurricane, they're out of their mind, bro. There are mm-hmm. so many more to pop into and so many beautiful places. Whoever was thinking of the Bahamas, don't cancel that trip, bro. Just, you know, plan accordingly. Big fact. No, I, I think so too. I think you should book through Immerse Bahamas if I'm plugging it. If I'm hey. plugging my guy, I'm telling him go yeah, see bro. Creighton and you'll get the real authentic experience because I really love it. I, I really, when I looked into that, bro, I was really like that. Honestly, is the coolest thing because so often you go to to places and it's like you don't like you spend all your time trying to figure out what to do there. You know, exactly. even if you do, unless you're like one of those people who's really big into vacations and you plan out a bunch of stuff, but even then, it doesn't. I feel like that just stresses you out. Because now you're on, on some strict schedule. But to be able to, like, show up and contact you, find your business, and just be like, yeah, I want an authentic experience today. What can you show me that's legitimate? Like, immerse me in the real Bahamas culture. Like, I want to feel like I'm 
from the Bahamas for a day or for a couple yeah. hours or something. I think like that's what makes your trip, like what makes yours so novel and what makes yours so dope. And like, it's helping two people out. Like it's helping the tourists enjoy it and really get submerged in the culture, but it's also helping the locals to get their business out exactly. there. Exactly, exactly. And I'm not, and, and like you, you know what business is about convenience. I'm trying to make things convenient for people. So one of the major things I'm working on, I'm to, our company's the websites right now, but a major one of them is about to, it got to be for a most Bahamas to allow people to talk those authentic being experiences more easily. I'm not going to go into all the details with that, but it's definitely about the help and it's definitely about to promote the product that we have in the Bahamas, the real product. I don't want people coming to the Bahamas and in the big hotel and thinking they experience Bahamas. They nah, saw what they more expensive, bro. I don't want people to experience the real Bahamas and tap into the local communities. And you don't want to, like, you can go to a hotel anywhere in the world, bro. Like, anywhere in the world. You could go to, like, a Hyatt anywhere in the world and be pretty much the same. But if you really want to get involved in the community, you need to get out and, and talk. Well, just... No, nah, it's 100%. I mean, it's like you said, you got to get out there and get that authentic. You don't want to be stuck in a hotel saying, I had the greatest experience ever in the Four Seasons. Like, you can go to the Four Seasons anywhere. It's all about... You came, exactly. the, you came to the Bahamas to see the Bahamas, like, make it happen. Um, and I support it, bro. You don't want to stay in, like, the American hotels that are recommended by the Americans paid for and featured by exactly what else has been good yeah, you know, what, uh, so what do you do I guess now what What have you read any good books what's uh, what's been good with you a lot a lot I would say uh, recently I've read a lot I've read a lot of good books but recently I've read a book called E-Myth that I think I think everyone should tap into uh, E-Myth I think it's it's crazy. E-Myth yeah it's, it's a book by Michael Robin I think or Google, maybe it might be Google, like Cody Google. Oh man, <laughs> we're shout out to Google. Yeah, man, In terms of life and work, like I've been uh right now, it's about, it's about to get busy, bro. So I'm working on about three different marketing projects. One actually just I just got a new product today where someone wants me to develop a business plan for uh something that relates to financing. And, and stuff like that. They want me to develop a business plan for it and they put me various information. And then I got a few marketing clients, but I'm trying not to go too client heavy right now just because I'm trying to build some stuff too. So I'm trying to renovate the office and then also, you know, when, I, when I talk about the more impoverished area with my family's front. Yeah. So we pretty much expect to, to gain access to some, some family property land that they realize. And right now, I figure out the businesses that are about to go in there. So when we get access to the property, we can put various structures in there that are able to be sustainable in the community and profitable too. So aside from those those projects and the property thing, we're also trying to repair and mix it up. So, like I said, bro, very busy man. The man the man doesn't get tired. He's always up to something. He's always got something cooking on the burner, on the back burner. I love it. <laughs> You know, that's how we, how we got to do that. If we want to see real advancement, we got to put in the work to benefit us later. Like, one of my favorite, and this is a quote put on, on my own social media and stuff, is struggle now, relatable. You might feel like you're going through the struggle right now. You might feel like, you know, this is rough. This is really, really like a, a tough time in your life. I feel like no help coming. But if you struggle now and, and put in the work, bro, you could you could really advance, not right then, but so it's, it's always up in the future. And I see him, that's why I see him with favorite artists, bro, because 
he tapped into that. He understood life was a marathon, bro. And it's just crazy that when he really started to see who combination of all of that, like, you know, he was taken from, from the world. But it's crazy because he had such a proper, uh, he had a proper, proper infrastructure that the things he said in motion are still going even after he's dead, if you've noticed. Like, he's, he has ownership in the things he had, and now a lot of people are putting various things, and his family's getting the benefit. He has children, so they'll see the benefits of that. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that, the, I think that the, I, I mean, I say it all the time, I think that good actions compound on themselves. I think it's like compound interest with anything else. You put in the work now and it'll, you'll get it back tenfold later. You, I mean, I, I, I have a poster, it's not, you can't, it's a, it's a uh, Muhammad Ali poster and it says, I hated every minute of training, but I told myself, don't quit, suffer now and live well, the rest of your life as a champion. Yeah, Zach, I, man, I, need, I need you to tell me what's been up with you, man. No, I'm about to put this on my podcast too, so I need to let the people know it's good to catch up. What's been up with me? Um, let's see. Uh, I graduated, so that was a big one. Getting out of school, finishing, getting my college that was, degree. That was, that was, um, I got into grad school, so that'll actually start up here. Um, I start that up actually this week. Um, I'm working full time. I work as an accountant, so that's it's cool stuff. I get to continue to build on what I've already learned and. Uh, well, I get to keep, you know, learning as well and building on that. So I get to build on it in the technical sense, in the work field, and then also in the classroom. So that would be cool. I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I've been telling myself, you know, like, this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. This is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. And it definitely will, but I think it'll definitely be worth it. You know, like, I think the, the things that are worth it are always the hardest things. I think if it was easy, everybody would do it. Exactly. Um, you see the most advanced people, but, but that's, that's what you find people to do that, bro. You're tapping into you know, your skills as an accountant advancing in that in that sector, but then you're also being a creative simultaneously and producing your own content. You're gonna add more value and show people the true value of who's actually this. Oh, one hundred, yeah. And I the goal is to uh, at some point down the line, years down the line, but merge the two, be able to bring them together, uh, and incorporate that all. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think one of the big things, um, it's really been ringing true to me. It's another Nipsey Hussle quote. This guy was so quotable. But when he was saying, I forget exactly how he says it, but it's like, I'm not going to portray some ultimate poise. Like, I had it all figured out from the jump. He's like, I, I just didn't quit. I went through every emotion. And it's like, bro, I feel that. Because, like, you know, sometimes sometimes you don't know. Like, sometimes you, you lose a little faith. You lose, you know, you don't have hope. You're just, like, going through the emotions, trying to figure it out. Sometimes you're like, maybe this won't work. Sometimes you got doubt. Sometimes, you know, you're not that ideal person that you want to be all the time but it's like but I just kept going you know I kept you know I kept I didn't just quit. I love it I didn't just quit and pack it up and say forget it I was like you know I might have gotten down I might have been upset I might have been you know I might have wanted to quit but I didn't quit you know I might have been like that's the important part bro. that's the most important part bro that's the most important part bro like once you keep going things will work out you keep going and you and you, you're alive the things you're really passionate about you kind of need to make things happen bro yeah you just gotta that's put it, yourself I, there I love what you do, merging those things because I feel like that would be some value. Bro. All the knowledge you in the in the industry uh, of accounting, like you can tap into that and bring content around that book that people would find valuable. Yeah, like, yeah, bro, I'm trying to, that. I'm trying to figure out the most. I'm that's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to just get as much information as I can from anywhere and put it out. I don't want to put out false information or like bad information yeah. or anything like that. I'm trying to put out anything that's it's valuable. Great. Um, you that type of person put out anything that isn't No, no good, bro, no good. I think, uh, I've been saying it a lot, actually. Well, I haven't been saying it a lot, I've been thinking it a lot. But I think 
it's cool right now. Everybody wants to be like quote unquote grinding and hustling and doing whatever right now because it's like it, that's like the cool thing to do. But I but it's like when the dust clears, you know, like when when the smoke clears and it's not cool to do. I want to still be there. I still want to be there with these podcasts and with my other side hustles and everything. Like I still want to be doing what I do. I don't want it to have been like some phase, something that everybody was doing. Like I really, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. I mean. I mean, uh, it may not be perfect, but I am passionate about it. I am working at it, trying to get it better. As I think one of the your one of one great quote that you also had. You were a very quotable person too. Yours was, uh, and I've been using this a lot. I think we recorded, like you said, back in October two thousand eighteen. So that's like almost a year and a half now, something like that. But uh, it was, you don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. I'm I get what you're, what you're saying completely about, you know, being authentic to who you are because when you're really authentic to yourself and you're producing around something that's authentic to you, you could do this forever, bro. Like, what you're doing now, you could do this forever and you'll be great and produce great content because it's natural to you. That's like, when I go to speak about something, right, I don't speak about things I don't know about, bro. I speak no. about it on a basis because I could talk about that all day. Mm-hmm. I don't got to go up there with a tip or anything like that. Like, when I go to various things, I can talk about business, marketing, stuff. I do that every day. If I don't know something about that, that means I'm not really doing it. Something got to be wrong. Yeah, like, I'm not coming in here to tell you guys on something and just, like, promote, like act like I am someone I'm not. No, 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 no. If I post about it, that means I'm actually doing it. If I'm talking about this podcast, it's actually coming out. Like Exactly, I, exactly. I don't know for how to hype myself. I'm not selling myself up. No way. No way. People don't realize that when when you try to run away from who you are, in a sense of like even especially with creating stuff like that, doesn't work long run, bro. You might get some short term bugs. You might be a a one in one. People might like you for like a couple months, maybe a year, even that. But then the truth will always come out, bro. And That's that what I'm saying. you're not authentic. I, me personally, I lose a lot of respect for someone when I realize they're not authentic, bro. Bro, that's I feel like that's like something to be terrified about, you know, like. If the spotlight's on you and it turns out you're not who you say you are, I feel like you should be terrified, man. Like, everyone's going to be like, yo, what? Yeah, like, you got to be about what you say you're about, I think. But I also think people can feel that in, like, your work ethic and everything, like, in what you put out. I feel like, I feel like even if it's, if, if four people listen to this and I spend months and months editing this and something, I feel like the four people who listen to it would, would know, like, they would feel that. And exactly. I, I feel like that with anything that you do, if you put the time and the effort in, the people who really know what's good, the people who appreciate it, can feel the effort. They feel the fact that you put all of that in there. That's it, bro. And, and that's the thing that when you're doing anything in terms of creating too, you, you cannot focus on impressing the whole world. Focus oh, no. on producing the real value, producing something around things you're really authentic about. And the people who really tap into that and say, but bro, let me listen to this over. The people who really tap into that and want to listen to it over and over and over, they'll really be loyal fans, bro. And they'll spread the word about you and you'll get more fans eventually that will become loyal fans, bro. But when you just do something to impress people, people might listen once or twice. That's it. You want to create loyalty. That's like, bro, bro if you a Nipsey fan, like you got to be the real Nipsey fan. This is true, this is true, because to listen to his music, it's not like radio, it's not a bunch of like radio That's no radio music, that's like, you gotta really be tapped into that. To really, to really say, bro, I mess with him, like, you gotta really be tapped into that, the things he's doing and stuff like that. Like, even like, like, think of someone like Currency, bro, like, everyone ain't gonna listen to Currency. Some, I played Currency for my little cousin and the other day, and they were like, bro, 
Why are you listening to that? That's trash. This and that. And I was like, you, you see, you gotta listen deep. You gotta listen to what you really saying, and you gotta observe the person and how they act in life. And then their music gets more body. That's what that means. That, no, this is. I actually true. tried to get when I watched the interview with Nicki before I even heard his music, bro. I was like, hold on, he just ain't talking like ego and stuff like that. He's really starting to do positive things. He just came from an environment where, like you know, he was presented with certain things. That's just how it is. You gotta be like you said. Different people. Every, you're not gonna feel everybody. You can't please everybody. That is a dead end game. You can't, that's impossible, man. You can't please everybody. Some people like vanilla ice cream. Some people like chocolate. So exactly, bro. I think you gotta surround yourself with people who you can feed off of because it's sometimes, like you said, like like or like we said earlier, like you fall off your horse. Sometimes you're not the person that you want to be 100 percent of the time you need people who are going to hold you accountable and also people you can look to and be like man i need to get on my shit because my friends are on theirs let me get on mine let me figure it out because you don't want to be the last person in the race you don't want to be that last person looking around like dang everybody else i think it's important what you said just now but you know we find yourself with i think you got to know what you want i i the older I get, the more the more apparent that becomes to me. You really do have to know what you want before you make any decision. You have to set your mind, and it has to be very clear in your mind. Like you, you need to be able to not only visualize it but like see it. You really need to see it. Exactly. I have to find myself over time. I'm, I'm just imagining if I could have, or if I could have had a better understanding of who I was earlier. You know how much more. Like, like productive, I could have been. I could have been taking more practical approaches to my education, tapping the stuff that I wear earlier age instead of wasting my time on this. I don't know. Like it's it's crazy, but knowing yourself is very important. Oh yeah, no, it takes that takes time, right there. I think, it, and oh, you'll always yeah. be learning yourself. Because time, you you change over time. Different experiences will change. You have different effects on you as you get older and younger. <laughs> You'll definitely change, but I think that that is the most important, and it's one of the toughest things to do is know yourself. I think it's very tough to sit down with yourself, ask yourself who you are, what you know about yourself. But I also think it is the, like you said, it's the most worthwhile thing because at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. You, you may live with other people, but you have to live with yourself. So if you ain't comfortable with yourself, bro, that's it. That's all the time struggle. Working on yourself is uh, it's the toughest thing to do, but it's the most important thing to do. Definitely. I think we're in a time now where people are very focused on self-improvement and working on themselves and just being a better them. But I love it, bro. I love it. I do love it, but like I said, when the smoke clears and the dust settles, I want to be... I still want to be there. I want to be one of those people who is still there, who didn't fold, who wasn't just doing it for the hype. I wasn't. I wasn't bettering myself. I wasn't reading these books because it was cool. I was bettering myself and reading these books because exactly. what do they say? Change starts from within. Exactly. That's what it always starts with. A lot of people they a lot of people try to they don't look at the root problems and I've noticed people try to say, oh, uh, for example, right? If if I want to become focused. I need to just block out all my social media. No, you don't need to just block out your social media. You need to become more focused internally so that when you go on social media, things that you see advance you instead of distracting you. Yeah, you yeah. It's this, bro. But if you don't want to solve the root problem, you'll always have to. Because as soon as you go back on social media, you'll be 
uh, whatever you call them, distracted again. Because nah, yeah, that, that whole thing doesn't work. Like deprivation, even for myself, like trying to delete social media sometimes and then come back to it. Like you always download it again. You always come back to it. Unless you're going to yeah. be like, I'm done for good. Cut it off. Never use it again. You're going to come back to it. I read, I, forget, I read something. It was a long time ago. But it was like, if you deprive humans of anything, like that won't last. Like cutting someone, like saying, oh, I'm... Uh, like saying something about like, oh, I'm gonna cut out food. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna eat donuts all year. It's like you probably will at some point eat donuts if you really like. Yeah. You like you might not, but like at some point yeah. you probably eat donuts. So it's like anything where you're just like trying to deprive yourself entirely is not gonna work. So I like I like what you said. You gotta come. To, you gotta get to the root. That there has to be like a core value change for you to do that. Like so, there has to be like a real sense of okay, I'm doing this because I'm healthy, not just because oh. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You gotta find out what the cause of that is and what the root is. You have there has to be like a fundamental switch. I think. Uh, Yeah. 
But boom, I always love these discussions with you, Mark. Oh, heck yeah, bro. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. We're not going to take up too much more of your time. We just hit an hour, so that's perfect. I appreciate it. This is a great, what you call taking up my time. Oh, nah, nah, bro, never that. Like, like we say in the Bible, say, don't you get rich and switch. <laughs> never that, bro, never that. It was hard at work, bro, hard at work. Don't worry, this one. I ain't got to cry, bro. That's, that's, real, that's a real part. I don't ever be tripping, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, bro. But I'm glad. I appreciate you coming on this. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna wrap this one up right here. I appreciate you. Thanks, bro. Hey, tell mom I said hi, bro. Oh, always, bro. You do the same, man. Appreciate you. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like and subscribe. Also, if you're interested in getting in contact, you can reach out to me anywhere at King Cray One on all social media platforms. That's K I N G C R E One.